Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Plenty of content coming today on the podcast. We're obviously going into Bloke and Bar Studios over the next couple of hours to record the deep review. We'll have our rapid review of Round 24 as well, so stay tuned for that. Plenty of content coming throughout the day, but I just want to touch on Jason Demetrio now. Uh, he's obviously the head coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's his first year as a head coach, and uh, I just want to compliment him on what a tremendous job he's done. They got a win against the Cowboys the other night, which... You know, it, it wasn't pretty. Let's be perfectly honest here. It wasn't pretty. Uh, the Cowboys, they lost troops at the back end of that game and whatnot. I thought the Bunnings were the better team. But it definitely wasn't uh, at the level of performance that the South Sydney Rabbitohs have shown that they can play it and where they want to be at at this point of the year. And I think you could see that in a lot of the post-match interviews and whatnot. Uh, but the reality is that good teams can play poorly and they can find a way to win. And they managed to find a way to win here against the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, a lot of people messaged me that 50-50s went against the Cowboys. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they did. Whatever. But it's sort of like that just happens in rugby league. Yeah, It's going to go against the Bunnies on plenty of times. It's going to go for the Cowboys on plenty of times. It, it It's part of rugby league. It is what it is. I thought South Sydney did very well to get the win despite playing pretty poorly. And I just want to give the head coach... Um, head coach some raps because what he's done this year I, I think it's been very very impressive now uh, I always use the analogy uh, it's like playing a song after Elvis and nothing sums that up more than being the head coach of a team after Wayne Bennett for me being the assistant coach of that team and then taking over from Bennett makes it a million times harder I said it all preseason. it was my number one worry, worry about Demetrio was that being the assistant coach you're everyone's friend you're, you're the popular guy in the room all of a sudden you become the guy that has to make the hard calls and People can turn on you very quickly. It's a, it's, a, it's a much harder transition than what people act like it is, especially when we talk about all these assistant coaches, whether it be Serraldo, Barrett, you know, Fitzgibbon, all these guys, everyone just assumes it's going to go hunky-dory. And for a guy like Craig Fitzgibbon, it has, but for the vast majority of other guys, uh, it hasn't really worked out. So to do what Demetrio has done, I think it's been incredibly impressive. Now, Wayne Bennett, he's, his record in rugby league speaks for itself. I think he's the most... Um, I, I do think he's the greatest coach of all time. He's done it across a vast array of eras, you know, starting in the 80s with, you know, the Canberra Raiders and whatnot, moving to the Broncos in the 90s, 2000s, did it with the Broncos, did, again, did it with the Dragons uh, in, you know, t- t- 2010s and whatnot, uh, did it with the Broncos again in 2006 as well, so 2000, 2006 moved to the Dragons 2010, played completely different football to the Dragons in 2010 to what he did at the Broncos in 2006, which was also completely different to what he did in the year 2000 with the Broncos, which was completely different to what he did in 92 as well. Uh, his career has just been unbelievable.
unbelievable. And I know people, you know, they bag the time at Newcastle and whatnot, and I understand that. But, mate, to get that team in 2013 to a prelim final, there's only one coach ever that could have done that, in my opinion, and it was Wayne Bennett. Uh, then went back to the Brisbane Broncos. Wasn't overly successful there. Uh, obviously, we, we ha- had the grand final that he just fell short in there. If he would have got that, it's a completely different story. Uh, but I think people compare that period of time to all of his other times at the Broncos and say it wasn't overly successful. But when you look at it, it was pretty fucking impressive once again. Uh, then went down to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, got them all the way to a grand final last year. So it's just, it's incredible what Wayne has been able to do throughout his career at a vast array of clubs in a vast array of different times playing. You know, it's not fair to say different sports, but rugby league has changed so much over that period. And Wayne Bennett, he just seems to adapt and just make it work. And he seems to do it with basic principles, which for me is why I thought it was going to be so hard for Demetrio to take over because what Wayne does is so unexplainable unless you're Wayne. He's just he's forgotten more about rugby league than what most people know. And I imagine there is just a million things that he does, a million things that he sees every single week that is just second nature to him that he understands because he's seen it time and time and time again. And it's those sort of things that you can't pass on with words. You can't write it in a notebook. You can't do any of that sort of stuff. It takes time for for you to work out those sort of things. And for Demetrio to take over this side off the back of a grand final under the greatest coach ever, losing your halfback and losing an international center, very, very tough gig. Now, just on Wayne Bennett to start, I, I just want to take you through some numbers throughout time, yeah? So he obviously uh, was at the Brisbane Broncos for a, a crazy amount of time, 20-odd years before he left. Uh, 2008 was his last year with the Brisbane Broncos in his first stint. They finished fifth. They went out in the finals week two. You might remember they lost by an absolute bee's dick. I believe it was, I want to say Adam Blair, who knocked on coming out of his own end. Maybe it was one of the Sims. I think it was Ashton Sims, actually. Knocked on coming out of his own end. Melbourne got the ball flicked it left, Greg Inglis scores to win that game, and that's how they bowed out that season. So they were a bee's dick away. If they just would have held that fucking ball, all of a sudden that Broncos team that finished fifth, they go to finals week three. Anyway, they finished fifth. Yeah, they go out in the second week of the finals. 2009, they finished sixth. So they only dropped one place on the ladder, yeah, which isn't overly dramatic. They still went down without Wayne Bennett. Uh, Then it got a little bit uglier after that, but they did go down one spot after Bennett, which is sort of expected. I think Ivan Hendrick did a pretty good pretty good uh, job with that Broncos team that year. But then let's have a look at other years. So after the Dragons, he mo- after the Broncos, he moves to the Dragons, gets there in 2009. Their red-hot favorites win the comp. They fall short in the finals. They come back 2010. They have one of the most dominant seasons we've ever seen in rugby league. They win the comp. 2011, they're, they're pretty battle-hardened, but they're exhausted, this Dragon side. They end up finishing fifth, so just outside the top four for that season. Don't win the comp again. Finish fifth. The next year, Wayne Bennett leaves. They have changes. They finished ninth. So they dropped four places there, yeah? He then goes to the Newcastle Knights. Uh, they have a bit of success in 2013. They obviously go all the way to the prelim final, as I said. 2014 was the just complete and utter carnage year with all the stuff with Alex McKinnon and everything, which was terrible. Um, they finished 12th that season, which was pretty disappointing, pretty low for a Wayne Bennett year. He leaves. The Knights finished 16th the year before. So that's two clubs in a row that he's they, the, the team the year after Wayne leaves has dropped four spots, yeah? Uh, he then goes back to the Broncos. They finished sixth in 2018. He leaves at the end of that season. In 2019, to be fair, they did finish eight, so they only dropped two spots. But I want you to consider this. Uh, they got beat 58-0 in that final series in, in that game against Parramatta, one and done, Gornski, um, followed by a wooden spoon, and then they finished 14th. So as much 
as they only dropped two spots on the ladder, they dropped back about a decade and a half as far as uh, you know, where, where their franchise was at after Wayne left. He then moves to South Sydney. They came third last year and they went all the way to a grand final. Um, currently, the South Sydney Rabbitohs are, are sitting in seventh place after uh, their victory this weekend against the North Queensland Cowboys. Currently sitting in seventh place. Uh, the worst they can finish realistically is in seventh place. Uh, the best they can finish is about fifth. I don't think they can get to fourth because of the Melbourne Storm's incredible for and against. They've got about 120 points on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But the best they can finish is fifth. Now, if they manage to beat the Roosters this week coming and they finish sixth, uh, and if Melbourne beat Parramatta, you'll see South Sydney, they'll finish fifth. Oh, I, I think they'll, at worst, they finish seventh. Let's say they finish seventh, worst case no. That means, like these other teams, they have dropped three, uh, four spots, yeah? They've gone from third to seventh, yeah? Which, you know, when you consider the season South Sydney had last year and how bloody good it was, to only drop four spots, still make finals, and I would argue, and people, people will look back in history... And knowing, and knowing what they know now, saying that, yeah, the Rabbitohs went to the grand final, they were red hot. I think people are more confident that South Sydney can give this premiership a nudge right now than what they probably were last year. South Sydney were there and thereabouts, but all these other teams were so much better than them. Uh, I, I don't think anyone re- was really tipping the Rabbitohs to beat the Melbourne Storm or the Penrith Panthers come grand final time. And right now, no one's probably tipping the Bunnies to beat the Penrith Panthers, but... If the Bunnies do make it all the way to the grand final, I don't think anyone's going to be overly shocked considering the football that they've played over the last few weeks. Now, obviously, losing Wayne Bennett leaves a massive hole. You've seen it with all these teams. If the Bunnies do manage to beat the Roosters next week, all of a sudden, they've only dropped two to three spots, yeah, which I think would be an incredible effort. Now... Obviously, you're coming in after Wayne Bennett, and it's going to be very, very tough. I want you to also consider this, and let's take the Newcastle Knights uh, as a sample. The Knights last year, they weren't overly impressive. This year, it's been an absolute fucking tyre fire. What has changed with their team? They lost their halfback, Mitchell Pearce. What is her? The team's at the top of the ladder. Let's have a look at them. Penrith Panthers, they kept their team from last year. They're the exception. The Cronulla Sharks. What's changed their tide this year? For me, a lot of it comes down to the guy that I think could win the Dalian medal, Nico Hines, halfback, incredibly important. North Queensland Cowboys, I think we all had them as red-hot favourites to finish last at the start of this season. They're in third at the moment. Who was their biggest signing? Chad Townsend, halfback. You look at these teams that have come from nowhere and shot to the top, it all comes down to the halfback spot. You have a look at the teams down the bottom of the ladder, the West Tigers, who have they lost? Luke Brooks, Jackson Hastings, who have they fucked around with trying to work out the entire year what to do? Halfback, they've had Luke Brooks there. They've had Jackson Hastings there. One got injured, one was in, one was out, one was at lock. Now they're both gone. They've been completely shot. Gold Coast Titans got rid of an experienced halfback last year, Jamal Fogarty. How are they gone this year? They're sitting in 15th. They're now chopping. They've had Toby Sex and they're all season who's going to be the future. They've now moved Tanner Boyd there. New Zealand Warriors, 14th place. Sean Johnson, they brought him back this season. Unfortunately, Sean Johnson hasn't played anywhere near the football that we know that he is capable of playing. I'm not saying it's his fault they're in 14th. But you're starting to notice a trend with all these teams at the bottom of the ladder. The halfback jersey is an issue. Newcastle Knights in 13th. Mitchell Pearce left. Haven't found a replacement for him yet. Canterbury Bulldogs sitting in 12th. Kyle Flattingen, it's worked out pretty well for the back end of the season. Start of the season, what was their biggest fucking problem? We set it on bloke in a bar the entire preseason. You don't have a halfback. You've got a fullback. You've got a utility playing halfback. You need a halfback. Ever 
since Canterbury have actually put Kyle Flanagan in there, they've been reasonably competitive. Uh, not enough to challenge this competition or anything. But you can see the bottom five teams, halfback's a huge issue. Now, let's go back to the start of the preseason when Demetrio took over as the South Sydney Rabbitohs. What's the biggest hole that was left? Adam Reynolds. He's gone. He went up to the Brisbane Broncos, who, by the way, improved out of sight uh, for the most of the, for the most part of the season. Five weeks ago, I think we all had them as a, as a top six team. It's fallen apart since then. But Adam Reynolds has also had a huge impact on them. Dragons, let's have a look at that side. What's keeping them afloat? Their halfback, Ben Hunt, shock me. Now, when Jason took over at the start of this season, he had to come in with a rookie halfback. Coming in with a rookie seven into the NRL to replace Adam Reynolds. So you're telling me that this guy, as a rookie coach himself, had to replace the greatest coach of all time, and then he had to have a rookie halfback to replace would we say Adam Reynolds is the most experienced halfback? Probably after DCE, the most experienced halfback in rugby league, who'd been to four or five prelim finals in a row. And here he is with young Lachlan Ellis. He's played one game of first grade. Pretty damn impressive. On top of that, Dane Gagai left as well. Now, Gagai's had a bit of a mixed bag season for the Newcastle Knights, but don't underappreciate how good he has been for the South Sydney Rabbitohs over the last few years. And I would argue that they somehow actually managed to fill the the hole left by Adam Reynolds better than what they filled the role of Dane Gagai. You think about the guys that have floated around in this South Sydney team, whether it be wing or centre, just solely trying to fill his role. We had, obviously, Jackson Polo started there at the start of the season. That didn't work out. He ended up on the wing. We had Isaiah Tass come in. We've had Jed Cartwright play there at different periods. We've had Campbell Graham swap sides. There has been so many guys that have come in and out of this team. They've still got Richie Kennard there. They've got Josh Manzer. All these guys have had a little gig too as well. Trying to replace Dan Gagai has been massive. On top of that, Campbell Graham's been injured for a number of weeks now. He missed about eight or nine weeks, smack in the middle of the season. So he's had plenty go against him. He's had an absolute stack go against him. Uh, Keep in mind, he also made a 24-year-old his captain, which I back 100%, but it's another big call. He's the second youngest captain in the NRL outside of Tino up at the Gold Coast Titans, which is an exception when you look at the Titans team, in my opinion. But he's also gone for a very young halfback. He made the really tough decision to pick him as skipper over Cody Walker and Damien Cook. That was a decision that on its own could have derailed this team. If those blokes didn't take that well, it's over. They're your two absolute superstars. They're the guys you're trying to re-sign long-term here. But he's brought this team together, and he's made it work. I don't think there's any doubting right now that Latrell Mitchell is their best player. Uh, Actually, no, you know what? I'd um, I'd probably say that... Cam Murray's their best player, but I think Latrell Mitchell, he's their most entertaining. He's their he's their game breaker. If they're going to win games of football, it will have to come around Latrell Mitchell. He's the guy that can break them open. So he should be. He's their fullback. You look at all these good teams, the vast majority of them have either halfbacks, hookers, 5'8s or fullbacks that can break a game open out of nowhere. Latrell Mitchell, he is that guy for South Sydney. Cody Walker's not far behind, but I would say Latrell Mitchell is that guy. Look how much football he missed. They had to send him over to America mid-season to get himself sorted out. And he's come back in, in incredible form. And, you know, Wayne Bennett, he's always ha- he's always been able to get the very best out of Indigenous players throughout his entire coaching career. I don't know what it is that Wayne does, but he seems to be able to connect with these boys and bring the absolute very best out of them. I think that I don't know if it's the way that he coaches. I don't know if it's the way that he cares more about these players than, the, than, than, than like the average coach out there. Because it's not just the Indigenous boys, obviously. He's got a very special relationship with every single player that he coaches. But you look through history, your Steve Renolfs, your Justin Hodges, your Jamie Sowards, your Latrell Mitchells, your Cody Walkers, all these sort of guys, they play their absolute best footy under Wayne Bennett. So 
the, the challenge that Demetrio faced was massive. And for him to get them to where they are right now is incredible. On top of that, you throw in that Wayne Bennett's been trying to head fuck him all year. Wayne Bennett will drop a little bomb in the media every five or six weeks to get a bit of attention to try and get a bite out of Demetrio. And at the start of the year, I thought, fuck, stop. Stop listening. You got rabbit ears at the moment, coach. Stop replying. Stop stop biting on everything. You know, there was moments there when he walked into the Suncorp Stadium press conference and they sort of said, oh, it would have been good if you had Adam Reynolds and he bit back straight away. And oh, I think he's grown. I think he's matured over the year and I think he really has improved. And for me, I think the way that he's handled Lachlan Hill has just been sensational. You know, he struggled defensively in the early parts of the season. I was saying it to you guys on this podcast that he needs to sort out his defense because he's quickly becoming a spot defender. I don't know what the South Sydney Rabbitohs are going to do about this. We got to the Dragons game. The Dragons put 30 points on him in the first half and he hooked Ilias and everyone blew up Deluxe. And I sort of said, you know what? I'm pretty sure he went into that game telling him, you need to start to improve now. He hooked him and everyone said, that's going to ruin his confidence. It's going to destroy the kid. How could he possibly do that? Mate, it's made the kid who he is. It's built him up. It's given him a a new sense of resiliency and it it has improved Ilias out of sight. And this is where, and you know what? Making that move isn't always going to be right. For all the people that were very vocal saying that he shouldn't have done it and everything, I understand where you're coming from, yeah, because it can go either way. But I thought it was pretty evident the weeks leading up to it that he, he'd been given certain assignments and he had missed them week on week on week. Came out against the Dragons, missed four or five tackles in the first half after missing, I think it was 11 the week before. Since then, he's been unreal. His kicking game's improved out of sight. He just knows that he has to perform. He's not going to be cuddled anymore. And to be honest with you, I think Elias has really enjoyed that form of coaching. I think he likes to be, to be challenged. I think that's the sort of kid that he is. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. I just think he's done so well, Demetrio, and I don't think we're talking about it as much as we should be because we sort of we get lost in Latrell, Cody, Damien Cook, Cam Murray, these superstars in this side, and we forget at the core of this is a coach in his first ever season after Wayne Bennett, after losing a premier halfback, a premier centre, and he's just made it work. You look at all the guys in this team, Colum and Tungy. Fuck me, if he was picked for the Kangaroos in six weeks' time, you wouldn't hear any arguments from me. He's been sensational. Tavita Totola, he has gone to a new level this year. He's pulled Isaac Thompson out of absolutely nowhere. Isaiah Tass, he's pulled him from reserve grade. He's done a sensational job. I mean, what he's done this year has been very, very impressive, Demetrio, and I've got to give him credit for what he's achieved this year, what he will continue to achieve, and just how he stepped into the biggest shoes in rugby league coaching, the potentially the biggest shoes in rugby league, Wayne Bennett's shoes, and I think he's done a tremendous job. So shout out to Demetrio. I think it's been sensational. It'll be interesting to see how he goes Friday night. Bright lights, big stage. The new stadium in Allianz against the Sydney Roosters, arch rivals. I cannot wait for it, and I'm sure he will have these boys ready and firing to go. And fingers crossed, for the sake of rugby league, we get Roosters v South two weeks in a row because I think that would be unreal, be the best theatre possible. And personally, I think the coach, he would invite it. <laughs>